Hey, Tubi friends. Welcome to a new chapter of Old Man Brad. If you are new here, this is a podcast that I talk all things horror and all things Tubi. So I have a series called Tales from Tubi, where I talk horror movies that I watch on Tubi. And then other episodes or other chapters, as I call them, I will do movie reviews, talk to horror filmmakers, or recap Tubi watches for this past month. But thank you for giving me a listen. And for those returning, love having you back. This episode, it is the first Tuesday of the month. And this is where I do a recap episode. I recap my highlights and my lowlights for what I watched on Tubi this past month. It was 31 days of terror on Tubi that I did last month. I watched 31 films on Tubi for October. And I'm going to highlight and lowlight my top and bottom five for what I watched this past month. Before we dig into those, though, I just want to say subscribe to the show. Go over on your preferred podcatcher platform and drop a review for Old Man Brad. Let me know what you think of the show, whether it's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Good Pods. Just let me know what you think. And I much appreciate anyone who has. So let's dive into 31 Days of Terror on Tubi. They're coming for you, Barbara. Stop it. You're acting like a child. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. (laughs) What are you going to do? Knock my block off? have such sights to show you. We're going to highlight and lowlight my top and my bottom five. I always like to start at the bottom, and then we work our way up. So first up, the bottoms. These aren't necessarily movies that I hated or you shouldn't watch or anything like that. These are just mostly just films that just didn't work for me. Anyone who follows me online at 2B Tuesday on... Twitter slash X or at Old Man Brad, everywhere else, threads, Instagram, all that, knows that I like indie horror. And there are a lot of times I like those films that just, that people would say are just awful films and they don't even know how this got made. I, I just, I enjoy having a good time. Give me pure entertainment. So these bottoms, necessarily aren't the worst of the worst, but they just did not work for me watching this past month. First up on the list is called One Night in October from 2017. On a single night in October, three stories interweave as three different groups face unimaginable horror. Overall, this movie was just very dull. It felt like it just took a while to get going, and Usually when you do that, especially something like this where you have multiple stories, you're going to lose me pretty quickly. And overall, like it was okay. I wouldn't say it was like an absolute terrible movie and you definitely shouldn't watch it. You know, there's going to be fans for this. It just fell flat for me and just didn't work. So that's why it landed on the lowlights for the month. And I can't recommend one night in October. Next on the list is The Curse of Halloween Jack from 2019. Notorious cult, the Lords of Samhain resurrect long-dead serial killer Halloween Jack. 
and all hell breaks loose in the town of Dunwich. So this is the sequel to Legend of Halloween Jack. When I watched that one, I think I watched it last year for the same thing. That one didn't work for me. But you know what? I wanted to give the sequel a chance. And I watched, honestly, I watched this sequel because I found out Andrew Jones, the director, he passed away at the beginning of this year. He did both of these films. He did all of the Robert the Doll movies and many other indie horror films. So I I didn't know that anything had happened. I was just like, oh, has the director of Robert the Doll done anything else? And I looked it up and found out that he passed away this year. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So I was like, I'm going to watch another one of his movies. The one thing I love about the Halloween Jack, I love the look of the character. I love the mask that they create for him. The eyes that glow like fire. He has this creepy smile. It's like a cross between a clown almost and a scarecrow. I mean, he is a scarecrow, but he kind of has a almost clown look to the mask. And I really love that look. And honestly, what hurt this film more than anything for me is I wanted more of him. I wanted more Halloween Jack wreaking havoc and just terrorizing in this film. It just, I felt like he didn't get the screen time he needed. That was my issue with the first one too. He just, I just wanted more of him and less of the other stuff, if if that makes sense. Like I, I just, the story kind of drug along a little too long and I wanted more Halloween Jack wreaking havoc, like I said. And that's why it landed in the low lights, unfortunately. But I would suggest watching it for the look of Halloween Jack. Next up on the low lights is a twofer. It is one film and its sequel, and that is Bloody Murder from 2000. And then Bloody Murder 2, Closing Camp from 2003. So the first one, Julie McConnell is one of a dozen camp counselors working to reopen a summer camp when a series of murders and disappearances committed by a hockey mask killer. Sound familiar? And who may be the urban legend killer? Trevor Morehouse. When Julie looks into the murders by herself, she finds that she may be the killer's next target. Like you could tell from the synopsis this is very familiar the cover of it has a person in a hockey mask and it's not a jason Voorhees looking mask it's more of a a little bit of a different goalie hockey mask and it's set that camp counselor the you know camp setting with this killer in a hockey mask and as you're watching you're like wow this is uh they're (laughs) they're not shying away from Friday the 13th. Basically, to me, it almost felt like they were trying to make a fan film, but then making it its own thing. And overall, they between this one and then part two, which they change up the mask, where it's more of a, a white-faced mask. Hmm, I wonder who that could be more like. But just like Halloween Jack, just kind of drug along, and I wanted... More kills, more mayhem, and both of these, Bloody Murder and Bloody Murder 2, just kind of, I found myself very bored with them. And as much as I didn't want to, I found myself comparing to Friday the 13th too much. 
and they just both fell flat. And I cannot recommend either of them. And that's why they landed in the lowlights for the month. So the final number five lowlight pick, Hack O'Lantern from 1988. After witnessing his father's ritualistic murder at the hands of his grandfather as a child, Tommy finds those closest to him targeted by a mysterious killer as his grandfather attempts to induct him into a cult. So, this movie was (laughs) extremely laughable. Oh my gosh, there were so many things in this. this. This is definitely a movie you have to get a group of people together and watch and just laugh along with it. There are so many, I think they're unintentional funny moments in this film that <laughs> it, it, oh my gosh, I was watching this going, this was, this is a real movie. This, this, oh wow. It's full 80s and it is just, I don't, I don't even know. It's, it's just, it's not good. It's, just so not good get some friends and and have fun with this movie have a few drinks because this would be one of those kind of party movies you put on just so people gather around it and you just say what the hell is this so that's why hack lantern landed on the lowlights for the month all right let's flip it around let's do those highlights or the tops for the month of October that I watched on Tubi this past month. A few of these are movies that were rewatches. They're movies that I throw on my list and, you know, rewatch from time to time. I think there were some that landed on this list. I didn't put them on the top list because I think I talked about them last year. So I didn't want to repeat myself and it be the same like, oh, hey, you're just talking about the same movie from year to year, over and over again. So we're not going to do that. First up, obviously, is Killer Clowns from Outer Space. This movie is an absolute blast. From 1988, aliens who look like clowns come from outer space and terrorize a small town. I love this movie so, so much. I don't want to say it's a yearly watch, but it definitely is a watch that I can put on from time to time. The Chiodo Brothers, I, I love the look of the clowns they created. And it's just stupid. Such a dumb movie with, you know, your cotton candy gun and the popcorn gun. But it's such a blast. It is so enjoyable. I love Killer Clowns from Outer Space. And I cannot recommend this movie enough because it is an absolute blast. Another rewatch on the list was Night of the Living Dead. This is a film that is in my top five horror movies of all time. From 1968, a group of people try to survive an attack of bloodthirsty zombies while trapped in a rural Pennsylvania farmhouse. So this is a movie that really started off the whole zombie craze. You had Night of the Living Dead and then Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead. He did Land of the Dead. You know, Romero did so many zombie films and there were knockoffs and you know his producing partner went off to return of the living dead return of the living dead part two part three and so on but this original film i come back to pretty much yearly on this one this one is a watch that 
makes it to my yearly watch list. This was a film that I saw when I was very young, flipping through you know TV around Halloween time. And funny enough is I came across a PBS station, and this movie came on late at night. You know, as a young kid, it was pro- I was probably I'd probably say about twelve. But at that point, it 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 kind of scared me. But I was like, what is this movie? I love this movie. And I mean, that beginning scene, they're coming for you, Barbara. Ugh, this movie is so good. I love this movie so much. Night of the Living Dead, the original from 1968. The, the remake from 1990 is pretty good as well. That's why this landed on my highlights. And it's on one of you know, the list for top movies of all time. Another rewatch that has a film that is in my top five movies of all time, that is Hellraiser from 1987. An unfaithful wife encounters the zombie of her husband lover while the demonic Cenobites are pursuing him after he escaped their sadomasochistic underworld. So Hellraiser, I just say that and people know who Pinhead is. And obviously the first, my favorite, the first four are my favorite. After that, the sequels really go downhill from there. And Jason from Binge Movies and Paul from the Countdown Podcast, no, they just did a a watch through series. And I'm going to say, go listen to it. That's what made me rewatch Hellraiser is listening to their going through the entire series from Hellraiser all the way to 2022's Hellraiser. And I was like, man, I need to go back and rewatch Hellraiser. It's been a few years. And it is also in my top five horror movies of all time. I love Pinhead. More the idea, I think the idea of Pinhead, because the sequels really don't work with him the way he's just plugged in those movies. But this first one is such a great movie. It's so dark. It's so gothic. It's so dirty. And it's so, oh, it's so good. I also watched Hell World, which part two, it, it, really does a lot of the same things not quite as good and then we get to hellraiser 3 eventually which i did not watch this month it's one of my favorites my favorite sequel for sure and they turn pinhead kind of more into a a demonic slasher so to speak you know hell on earth absolutely love hellraiser 3 so much it's just behind this original hellraiser but if you've never seen hellraiser go check out the original at least the first three or four. And then from there, you can kind (laughs) of do what you will until the 2022 one. Hellraiser landed on the highlights for October. So the last two, just like in the bottoms, there was, you know, a movie and a sequel. So the last two, same thing. They are two horror anthology films, slash FM and then slash FM two a radio show by Count Slashula as Slash FM on a Halloween night will be presenting and warning viewers about the creepy stories they are about to watch involving death, blood, and some laughs. So both of these are anthology films that have the stories are interweaved with basically audio, like you're listening to a radio station talking about these movies and it cuts to this short film and the short films, you know, the, the stories that it interweaves with are 
really solid. I've said this I don't know how many times. Some are better than others in an anthology. Overall, both of these films are really solid movies. I think I like the first one a little bit more than the second one. They have some that are really bloody, some that are hilarious. If you've never heard of these Slash FM, these I came across as I was scrolling through Tubi and saw the artwork for them. And I was like, oh, an anthology film, one that I haven't seen. So I decided to check it out and then saw that there was a sequel. And I'm like, okay, let's just watch both of these because anthology films are some of my favorites. I was not disappointed with either of these. I also, I mean, this month I watched all the 1031 movies. As you heard from previous episode, my good friend Drew from the Real Feels podcast and I talked about the first 1031 anthology film. If you love anthology films, you're a horror fan, go check out Slash FM and Slash FM 2. They are two new watches that landed in the highlights for what I watched in October. Well, there you go. There are... Some of my highlights and lowlights for what I watched on Tubi in October or Terror on Tubi in October. I'll have a link in the description below to my full list. You can see everything that I watched for the month if you wanted to follow along. Before I go, I do have awesome promo I want to let you know about. Bring Home Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. On 4K UHD disc and digital right now, Tom Cruise stars in the film critics are calling the biggest and best action movie of the year. By Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1 on 4K disc and digital today and go behind the scenes with incredible bonus content. It's available from Paramount Pictures. I'm going to have some Blu-rays soon to give away for this. I also have, currently right now, Anyone listen to the show? I have one digital code for Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. If you're listening to this and you want it, all you have to do is find me over on Twitter slash X under at Tubi Tuesday. Just tell me your favorite horror movie. And the first one to do this, I will shoot you over the code for the digital movie so you can watch it from home. So... Good luck to whoever's listening, whoever wants to see Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Just let me know. I have a digital code right now. I will soon have Blu-rays, but just keep it right here, Old Man Brad. More of that coming soon. All right, so that wraps up the 2B Tuesday recap for October. I just want to, like I said at the beginning, just make sure you're subscribed to the show and drop me a, a review over, you know, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Good pods, wherever you listen to your podcast that allow you to leave reviews, just let me know what you think of the show. Listen for it this Friday. I have a an interview coming your way, another interview, but I will be talking to the writer and director of When the Trash Man Knocks, Christopher Wesley Moore. Next week, I will have a review for Onyx the Fortuitous and the Talisman of Souls. Plus, a whole lot more coming. There will be a new Tales from Tubi coming as well. But just keep it right here at Old Man Brad, and you won't miss any of these great episodes that I have in the works. Until next time, snuggle up in that blanket, turn off the lights, because it's okay to be scared. We'll talk to you later, everybody. <laughs>